What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Aaron and Agustin with another episode of the Double A Show podcast. And, yeah, and uh, uh, well, there's not necessarily anything like really new to talk about, but we're probably going to give uh, our opinions on the rest of the draft that happened um, for rounds two through what seven. Uh, what? <laughs> I said no. Like I'm. Uh, I meant like we're just gonna like talk about like. What, pretty much what, whatever what pops into our head, yeah. you know. Um, but it yeah, let's just draft. let's start with the draft. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, yeah. just like our teams. <laughs> well, I mean, I we could like talk I'm, about other teams too, but I don't really know much of what else happened. I was gonna say I don't really give a shit about the Eagles anymore because obviously I do care, but I mean, like I've literally been like thinking about that and like talking about them a lot. So I kind of wanted to talk about other teams that I thought uh, did a pretty good draft, which I mean, we could start with your team. Cause I think the Packers did pretty well. I liked what the pack Packers did when they got the two um, Georgia defenders, uh, what Walker and I forgot the other one's name. Oh, uh, Wyatt. Yeah. Wyatt. Those, those guys are, I, I mean, obviously they're going to be good because obviously they were in the, uh, the daunt or how would you say that word the daunt not the daunting but i guess the scary one uh, of the more Georgia dominant defense defenses in college of all time yeah of all time i would say because i think georgia actually had six or seven i mean they should have had seven or i think they had five or six but they should have had six or seven defenders go in the first round but then you have uh nicobe dean who we'll talk about in a bit that got drafted to the eagles in the third round that yeah. should have been the first round because he was projected or he was a top 20 uh projection because he's literally like just a beast but uh the medical concerns and all that and his uh lack of size because he's only 5'11 so he's <laughs> literally my height uh that's what made him drop but yeah like i liked what the packers did and then when they went in the second round to grab um what's his name christian watson right yeah north dakota state He's pretty good. Uh, you were saying, Augustine, that he reminds you a lot of Jordy Nelson, but I would say he would, uh, if he's anything like Jordy Nelson, I would probably think he would be like a little bit better just because he's actually fast. Jordy Nelson wasn't like, he wasn't like, like fast, fast, but he was quick. You know what I mean? Like he, he can get to the line. I mean, uh, he can get off of the line of scrimmage quick. He can uh, get off his routes quick and stuff. And i Obviously, he's a pretty big um, body, but I think Christian Watson's like six four, right? Uh, six, yeah, yeah, around there. So he's not necessarily like, you know, he's tall. Yeah, he, he yeah, he's tall. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the, the pick. I mean, I, I know we, uh, I think I said last, last week that you know I really wanted a receiver, but you know, thinking back, like, yeah, no, um, the just bolster, the first round. Yeah, yeah, just bolster our defense with what we, what we can do, and then, um. I think I talked to you about it like off off uh, the podcast. Like if it was worth um, trading up to get Watson, and I think it was. yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm 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 fine with it. I mean, and then like in the third round, we got like a we got a, a lineman for our offense for our offense, which um, that's probably another fucking like uh, need, especially if like Bakhtiari isn't good to go. I mean. Yeah, uh, we have someone else, to hopefully, to you know fill in the shoes and you know rotate there because I think can't remember like I think near the end of the season, obviously with Bakhtiari was out. I think we did lose one of our linemen too, so that didn't help any. Um, with my voice cracking there. 
But yeah, no, we we did draft another receiver too. Uh, this this guy I don't know anything about. Um, Romeo Dobbs, Dubs, something like that. I don't know. What <laughs> um, team did you play for? Ne- Nevada. No, I don't. I don't really. I didn't really watch a lot of the late rounds because I was watching the NBA playoffs. So obviously, I care more about that than the seventh round or the sixth round. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. I mean, like. Yeah um but i mean i mean I'm, I'm happy with what you know we we drafted and hopefully they can amount to it i know i i actually watched a clip of uh the the guy who you're learning from uh, not necessarily learning from but like his classes that you're taking from full cell um dan patrick yeah dan patrick he pretty much uh i think it was today actually he talked about green bay and he pretty much was saying that they're gonna have to be not have to be but they're gonna be a a run first team as opposed to a passing team and he actually ranks our um our running backs uh just below um hunt and chubb so what yeah, do you what do you think about it that's actually well one thing i will say is that as long as uh any i mean uh basically any team that has aaron Rodgers one of the top five, um, if not the best uh, quarterback talent ever. I don't think they'll ever be a run dominant team, but I do think it'll be a lot more balanced than it, than it uh, usually is. Like it'll be a lot more um, runs sometimes just to take the pressure off of them because, you know, like obviously Aaron Rodgers doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore. We don't know how good uh, Christian Watson will be. And then I think they you also think he's better than uh, Sammy Watkins. Well, uh, <laughs> you better hope he is because if he's not, that's not a good thing. Because obviously, Sammy Watkins was a first round pick back in like what 2014, I think, around there. Yeah, for uh, the Bills, I think. He's not, yeah, he's not as good as he once was, which sucks because obviously, what's plagued that guy is injuries. And obviously, when players get. Um, held back by injuries that always sucks to see but yeah he's not the same as he used to be i don't think he's ever been like a top 15 top 10 guy mm-hmm. but uh you better hope that christian watson actually plays to his potential and his second round uh pick grade or whatever you want to call it because they're gonna need him bro because <laughs> you have uh alan lazard is is he on the team or is he a free agent uh i think he's yeah he, he's on the team okay yeah Adam Zard's pretty good, actually. Like, I actually think he's decent. He's what? He's like 6'2, 6'3, and he can, uh, and he has that fast, uh, and he has um, uh, a lot of speed. So yeah, I mean, I actually, I like mean I've been the, saying it. Yeah. I've been saying it for the fucking, since it happened. <laughs> if Rodgers just threw yeah. to him instead of fucking Adams, you know, yeah, we'd be just, hosting yeah, the Rams, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, probably not. The Rams would have still probably beat you anyway, but. Yeah, As I said, hosting the Rams. That's a different start for another day, but uh, I think uh, that the the pack. Well, I actually do like the uh, Jones and uh, Dylan combo. Like uh, I, I do think that that's a. Um, I I would say that they would be. They're probably for sure a top five uh, running back duo. Obviously not like uh, Jones would be your starter, so I don't think he's a top five running back, but dual wise which is good to have because obviously the teams that usually win the super bowl aren't a team that has a workhorse running back you know what i mean like look at the past two i mean uh the past what five or six um seasons the teams that uh win it don't have a 
uh, bona fide top three guy at the running back position because you have guys like uh, the Rams. Who was their their start? I think it was. I forgot who it was. Akers, no. It, uh, it was you know I I think he came back from injury in the at the end of the season, but it was between him and uh, Henderson, I think, right, Daryl. Yeah, Henderson. I mean Henderson, Henderson did good here yeah. and there, but obviously he was yeah, not good enough to be like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I was gonna say like he he did point like one thing out, um, uh, Dan Patrick, and actually I really agree with this, and I'm pretty sure you will too. That um, the last right. two the last two teams to win the Super Bowl, not necessarily that they had the best defense, but they were number one in defense scoring, and. The last time the Packers won a Super Bowl, we had our defense yeah, was still kind of our defense was shit, but um, somehow we ended up first in defensive scoring. And he I, pointed out another I, thing that the last time before that, when Favre won it, they they were number one in defensive scoring too. So not necessarily overall defense, but defensive scoring uh, defenses seem to have won, at least for the last two years. Because apparently, yeah. I, mean, I didn't even know Tampa Bay led that, you know, two years ago. I think um, I think scoring defense isn't really based off of having the best actual defense. I think it's more so of how good the offense for that team is. Because obviously, when the Buccaneers led it uh, that year that they won it, um, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense was putting up a lot of um, points per game. So when you're up... Uh, most of the games and like the whole game uh that kind of uh, prevents the uh how do you say it? that prevents the uh opposing team from being able to play their own game and they have to play uh catch up you know what i mean yeah so like obviously like it gets them out of their out of sync uh, yeah like out of their rhythm, rhythm. yeah they, yeah they, and they can't like actually perform uh, that uh, as well as they probably could or should. So I do think that, what do you call it, uh, having one of the top scoring defense is uh, a good thing, but it's also a product of having a very, very good offense. So yeah, like he wasn't saying that was like the that, reason, but he just like yeah. pointed it out that, you know, they just happened, both defenses each year happen to have been, you know, share yeah. that same stat. So um, I agree with that uh but you know how, how do you feel about yours i know you've been wanting to talk about uh dean for a while i mean i, I know you say you don't give a shit about e the eagles but that's probably funny. the one thing you do want to talk about it's funny because uh obviously i've been more active on um twitter right yeah and that day follow that us on day, twitter by uh, the way yeah we, we don't have a uh, podcast channel but we probably should <laughs> on there but we'll, we'll talk about that uh later but what do you call it uh i actually tweeted out that day because we picked i think it was 53 or 51 something like that we, we picked uh one of those in the second round on friday so friday before it came up to us or whatever i remember i tweeted out uh if we if we pass up on uh dean if he's there and if we pass up on him i'm gonna be so sad and then obviously we, we fucking passed on him so i was like oh crap like he, there's no way that he's that he that he uh, uh, slips all the way down to, I think we had like 83 or whatever, or some, something like that. And then he comes to like uh, our third round pick and he's still there, dude. And then I was like, dude, if we get him around, I'll be so excited. We freaking do. We actually got Kobe Dean in the third round. Like 
I get that, like, you know, he has the whole, uh, what do you call it, uh, that supposedly he was uh, refusing to have a pec surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, even though he should have, but uh, he talked to the team after the day after he talked to the uh, Philly uh, media and he said that he's going to be here for rookie mini camp, which is, I think, tomorrow because we're recording this on Thursday night, Friday. So the camp is on Friday and Saturday. And he said that he's going to be there and that he doesn't need um, he doesn't need surgery or whatever. So I think that's. Uh, definitely probably if not the biggest it's one of the biggest deals in the uh, draft because I, I was kind of expecting him to go in the first round and I didn't hear anything about him being uh, hurt until like I think the day of or the day before the draft which is kind of like this like this always happens to like to like one or two uh, great players per year you know what I mean like there's always like so- something that comes out uh, uh, negative uh, about them and then obviously like they uh slip down but i'm actually glad that it ha- happened to him because <laughs> we got him so uh, obviously you know he kind of like lost out on like literally i think um the average salary for a, a lot of money is like around yeah it's like around 25 to like 30 million and we signed him to like i think it was like a four-year 5.2 million so oh, that's fuck. only like one point something million yeah that's that's literally a steal but uh if he Place to his potential, he he's definitely gonna have a big payday by his uh contract when his by when his contract expires. So, other than that, I think I liked our draft in general. I think it was a lot more uh, quality over quantity because we didn't have we started off the draft with I think over ten plus picks, and we only ended up with five players in the draft. We had um obviously uh Jordan Davis who's Freaking! I mean, I don't even gotta say anything about that guy. He's six six, three forty, and he ran a four seven, bro. Like that's fucking insane. I don't even gotta say how good he is. <laughs> he also <laughs> played on the. Actually, both of those guys, uh, Dean and uh, Davis, actually both played for Georgia as well, and they they were actually probably, arguably, the top two players on that defense. And I uh I know that uh Trayvon Walker, who is the first overall pick, was also with uh Georgia, but I would argue that we got the two better players from those three i mean that's just i mean cause i guess because you go off of uh positions and walker plays i think i think he's like an edge rusher or like a defensive end which is more uh valuable than defensive tackle and linebacker in my opinion because obviously uh it's like hard as hell to find great uh pass rushers you know what i mean but mm-hmm. um i would probably still take uh davis and dean just because of our uh, needs at that position, but what do you call it? And then we also got the the, the I can't even say it, the replacement for Jason Kelsey. So I actually re- really really liked our draft. I give give it an A plus if I'm being honest. We only had five picks, but uh, I think it's a great draft for us. Dude, but, I, uh, I, I don't like what's it called. I don't know if these people are trolling, but <laughs> I always see like these like TikToks sometimes of like people rating like the teams like overall drafts and like most of them give like our teams like f's and d's and like hardly ever any like high b's or a's or anything like that so i'm just like yeah i mean yeah if it's not from like espn like uh nfl or like big ones like that i don't really pay attention to them because most of these people that aren't like in that aren't in any uh 
TV networks or whatever, they're uh, usually super uh, biased. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, like, like, oh, like I hate yeah. Eagles, so. yeah, like it's it just fans, you know, um, putting yeah. their you know, quote unquote, like you know, thoughts about it. But like, you know, so, 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 like I can understand, you know, giving your, you know, a team that you hate an F or whatever, you know, whatever. But like. When it's just your team, you know, getting a high score, and then every every other fucking team in the fucking league gets like a low one. Okay, like it's whatever, yeah, you know. See, like, I, like, and I wouldn't yeah. mind if I just see it like once, but I see it like a lot. So, I mean, I don't really care. I liked what we got, you know. I was gonna say I I would give the uh I would give the Packers like a B plus A minus something like that. I mean, yeah, but, that's uh, pretty fair. I mean. One team that even though it's gonna look like we hate them because it's the Cowboys, but I would give them like a C minus if anything. I think my brother hated the the draft that they had, which is like <laughs> funny because uh, I was actually uh, arguing with some guy on Instagram. It was a uh, I I think it was like CBS or something. It was a um, football account or whatever, a uh, NFL one, and uh, they were doing uh, what do you call it a uh, grades for the nfc's draft or whatever and then i think the i think the eagles had the highest one with like a minus or b plus or something and then the cowboys got like a c or like a c plus or whatever and then like obviously all the cowboy fans were like mad they were like oh dude uh they fucking suck and blah blah, blah. And, then, and some guy was like uh ha 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 that's so funny because the because the cowboys uh the cowboys always have a uh, a great uh, draft while the Eagles don't know how to draft, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously that's usually true. And then I just, I just like responded to the guy with like, well, not this year, buddy. And he's like, oh yeah, cause you know how to tell, uh, cause you can see the, the future with these guys. And I was like, bro, like you don't even need to like predict the future. You could just see like the guys that you get and see if they're actually going to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, dude, Cowboy fans are like stupid. And it's like, dude, that's why uh, I actually like like to talk to my to my uh, my brother about them because he actually like he actually like criticizes the hell out of them. And like me too, bro. Like like with my fucking team, like I'm like our biggest critic. You know what I mean? Like I fucking I'm like super. Uh, what's that word called? Uh, pessimistic about my teams, about my heat, my uh, uh, my Buckeyes, my eagles or whatever like if if i don't think that my team is good that year or that they didn't have a good uh off season or draft or whatever it is like i would fucking like say that you know what i mean like or i just won't say anything at all because i'm like wow there's not like there, there's not like much good stuff to say about this team so i'm not, I'm not gonna say shit you know what i mean yeah but uh what do you call it um i would actually give the giants a uh b plus a minus as well because I liked what they did. They got arguably two of the top players in the league or in uh, in college in uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, the offensive tackle for off. I can't even say that. I said it fast. <laughs> offensive tackle from Alabama. I think those are two uh, arguably the two best players in the draft, and they got them at what five and six or four or five, four or six, whatever it was. So I, I liked what they did, but uh, I do do know that um, people were. Uh, hating on their late picks saying that they <laughs> liked their first two picks but that they uh they didn't draft really anyone at the end or like uh after that 
I know um, apparently they reached for the receiver, Wando or something like that, Robinson from, I think it's, I don't remember what school he went to, but uh, they said that he, yeah, he's a uh, wide receiver. But overall, I mean, they got two of the top 10 guys in the league. And I, I keep saying league, bro. Well, te- <laughs> technically it is league, but like in the college football league, if you want to say. So I think that's a W for them. And they're probably going to be two day one starters. So I didn't really pay attention to what the commanders did. So I'm, I, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really have anything to say about them, but uh, what's a, a uh, uh, team that you think uh, also did good, Augustine? Uh, see, that's a little tough. Well, not, not necessarily tough, but like I said, I guess for me, cause I didn't really pay attention to yeah, other teams, yeah. but uh, there was one team that, Probably the Ravens. I I think I said it last week. Like, the Jets got, like, a pretty good amount of players. Obviously, like, we know they're still going to be in poverty, you know. But, I mean, just just, just based off uh, of, like, just those players alone, no thinking about what team they went to or whatever. Like, I think they did uh, pretty good in their draft. Like, obviously, ignoring if the team's good or not or necessarily what team they're going to. Just on paper, I think they did pretty good. It's funny that you say that uh, the Jets and the Giants are going to be uh, poverty because there was this post, uh, obviously, that uh, also said that the uh, – no, because uh, I think it was a list of the uh, top 10 uh, – the top 10 betting odds for uh, defensive rookie of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in the top 10, there was two uh, Jaguar players, two – Jets players and two uh, Eagles players, which obviously it was uh, Jordan Davis and uh, Nicobe Dean, right? And like everyone was like, oh shit, like uh, uh, it's actually impressive that uh, uh, Philly has two guys or whatever, blah, blah. And then, and then everyone would be like, oh dude, the Jags and, and uh, the Jags and the the Jets have two guys. Like how, like it's not that impressive, blah, blah. And then I had to respond because obviously, you know, like I don't think people really understand that it's actually more impressive that the uh, Eagles would have two guys on there uh, because obviously the Jaguars are garbage and the <laughs> Jets are also uh, uh, garbage. And uh, both of the guys that both, of, I mean, both of the guys that those two uh, teams have were probably, I mean, were I think top 10 picks. So you kind of expect two teams that have, two top 10 picks or two top 15 picks if they're gonna uh if they're gonna pick uh both defensive players that would be on the on the list you know what i mean like that's just like obviously gonna happen because if two teams are like trashed like these two teams and they're picking top 10 obviously they're gonna get the two top defensive guys that are on the board but like the the fact that the eagles had uh two guys there and one was from the third round that's actually way more impressive considering too that we like we just got out of the the playoffs this past year you know what i mean like we shouldn't have had that good of a draft in my opinion but we also did have three first round picks and we turned that into aj brown i haven't even mentioned aj brown bro oh my god yeah that 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 was uh i i don't know if uh mike rabel still recovered from that you know (laughs) it was funny he literally said uh, I'm happy with, or like, not happy, but like I'm okay with the decision. Like, bitch, you're not. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Like, I think it was two, three weeks ago before it, uh, before it went down or whatever. He literally said 
that there's no chance in hell that they're that they're gonna trade their best receiver. <laughs> and then look what happened. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, that's so funny. I think people seem to like underestimate though uh, that, or like they seem to forget that Jaden Hurts was the driving force to get this team done, like to get him in the fucking trade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because uh, obviously I have uh, or I uh, follow a lot of uh, Eagles fan pages and blah blah blah, whatnot or whatever. And uh, most of them, or if not, uh, at least half of the fan base is. Uh, saying to get rid of him and uh, just like i guess uh draft a new qb but it's like dude if we didn't have hurts this season or if he wasn't on the team right now we would not have aj brown because they're literally best friends and like they go to each other's uh uh parties and like they're like uh they've been together i think for the past three seasons or past three years in the uh uh off season so I would say that Jaden Hurts is like the, if not the main, I mean, he was the top, uh, he was the main reason why we got uh, AJ Brown, which is literally a good thing. So I don't think we should trade or like bench him or whatever these stupid ass fucking fans are saying about him, bro. Because like he has the, uh, this year he's going to have the probably one of the top 10 offenses at his disposal. So if he doesn't do good this year, then obviously you kind of have to like get a, get a, a, a uh, quarterback in next year's draft, considering we have two uh, first round picks for next year's draft as well. So if he doesn't perform well, we got the guys from Alabama, Bryce Young and Ohio state, CJ Stroud. Those are probably gonna be the top two quarterbacks in the draft next year. Yeah. Fucking. What was I going to say? Fuck, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but what was it about? Honestly, I can't fucking remember. <laughs> but um I don't know, like it's gonna be interesting to see like what happens in this uh off season. Um actually I just fucking remember what I was gonna talk about. Um I know I've said in the past that, you know, I feel like one of the more ungrateful fan bases are um the indie fans they just don't seem to be happy with like anything <laughs> um but i'm th- i'm thinking like maybe uh, your your team's fan base is like half it like literally divided in half it's always it's always divided bro since we had since we got Carson Wentz it's literally been you either hate Carson Wentz or you love him or obviously there's the minority with me i i just love any or i just like whoever is under center, which I obviously like the Carson Wentz because I have his uh, uh, jersey. And then when uh, Jaden Hurts came, everybody was like, oh, we hate him, blah, 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 because of freaking uh, Carson, because of because uh, of Wentz, right? And then yeah. obviously he left. And then uh, the ones that uh, hated on him, it was like half and half. Like half of them still hate him now. And <laughs> half of them are like, well, he's our QB, so we can't really do anything about it. So let's just embrace him, which is what we should do because I feel like uh, Philadelphia is definitely one of the harder places to be a professional athlete at because like literally with uh, with anything that uh, goes wrong with a athlete or team, they'll literally like kick you to the curb, dude, like so quick. Like you have to perform good your first season there even if you're like 19 like for example the philadelphia uh sixers or whatever 
their rookies would be like 18 or uh, 18 or 19 because of the whole uh, you just have to play one season in college, right? Yeah. And, and uh, for the uh, college football, you have to go. You you go usually when you're like 21 and and, and up because you have to play at least three seasons in college before before you can be uh, draft eligible. But uh, what do you call it? Uh, they like they just like expect you to like come and like be the greatest player in sports history, which is like not like remotely possible unless you're like Tom Brady or something, I guess, or like LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. So <laughs> what do you, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, like in my experience, being a fan in the Philadelphia sports industry or whatever whatever you want to call it, sports fan base, since I want to say like two thousand six seven ish. Yeah, we're. I would say we're probably the, one of the, if not the worst fan base in all sports, not just the NFL. Damn. <laughs> like just Philly in general, bro. And like it's, it's like they're also very um, delusional because I will talk more about this uh, later on in the podcast today. But uh, I wanted to talk about because obviously I'm also a Heat fan, and right now we're playing the. Uh, uh, Lord and behold, the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> in the playoffs <laughs> in the second round. And we're up 2-0 against them right now. And, like, the the delusion in that damn fan base of the Sixers is just so funny. Like, I'll, I'll go over that uh, later on when, whenever we get to the NBA part. But um, I have a question for you, Augustine. What's up? Uh, after this draft, because uh, I uh, watched – uh skip and shannon's show obviously oh gosh and obviously they have to talk about the <laughs> skip bayless's team skip bayless's team like an old man uh they were talking about how um or they asked the question uh have the eagles surpassed the cowboys as the best team or the team to beat this year in this 2022-2023 um season after the draft and shannon said no uh which is kind of like ironic because uh skip said yes that the eagles are better than the cowboys and he hates the eagles but he also really likes Jaden hurts i'm guessing it's because hurts played for his alma mater uh oklahoma yeah so i'm guessing that's why he's so like obsessed with him but he says that he's a uh better version of tim tebow which i would agree with because i mean he's been in, he's been the starter for one and a half seasons which is already more than tebow was <laughs> <laughs> i kind of hate on tim tebow you know i I love Tim Tebow, but he wasn't that great as a passer. But hey, man. What, what do you call it? Uh, Tebow has one playoff win and Hurts doesn't. Well, Hurts also, yeah, you know what? You're right. He'll probably pass him this year, though. Hopefully. I'm hoping. But I, I, ho- you ho- it, uh, you're hoping for a, at the very least you'll, he'll tie that record. <laughs> true, yeah, true. But, well, to be fair, he has the same amount of wins as Dak Prescott, too. Dak Prescott has only one, one, uh, one postseason win as well. Wow. So that's even worse for Dak because Dak's been in the league since 2016, and Hertz has been in the league since 2020. <laughs> but what, what what do you call it? Uh, I think what's um interesting is that Shannon uh, Shannon Sharp said that uh the Eagles have a better team. I think he basically said that they have a better team and team structure, but that they that that they won't be better than the Cowboys because uh hurts isn't as good as or he's not that because Dak is better than hurts but um so he basically said that it's because of one guy from the entire 53 man 53 man uh roster 
that the Cowboys are better. But I feel like if that's the case, that kind of like contradicts him because um, I actually forgot till like right now. But what do you call it? Uh, Carson Wentz actually plays for Washington now, who's in the same division. And Shannon Sharp would like literally like praise uh, uh, Wentz every chance he could get when he was with uh, Philly, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, if he thinks that Carson Wentz is better than uh, uh, Hurts right now, wouldn't that make the Commanders better than the uh, Eagles, which is obviously just not even close to true? In his like logic, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> uh, do you think that the do you think that the Eagles have surpassed the Cowboys? But I actually kind of went like on a uh, tangent because of that, because of the whole. Because like I forgot that uh, Carson Wentz plays for the Commanders now, which is obviously in the same division as these two teams. But hey, well, is, okay, and, well, uh, yeah. I I I have a second question, or not a. I'm I'm gonna ask a question well, after asking questions and not answer. <laughs> after what i'm gonna say um i feel like i don't know if they've surpassed because surpassed means that they've like completely exceeded them i feel more so it just means that that they're like above them not completely exceeded yeah i'm gonna say more as of right now i think they're more even i think they're even I would say that too. Just I, even, so obviously we're gonna like completely ignore the blowout the last game of the season. Um obviously Cowboy fans, uh the majority uh, the majority will not, you know, live it down, you know. But I um mean, Skip even said Skip even said in the fucking uh in that same uh uh segment or whatever, I think it was like two or three days ago, whenever they did it or whatever, but in that same segment segment that I'm talking about right now he even said it himself that the cowboys played against the practice squad or the third stringers from the eagles so if he's saying that and he's a fucking cowboy fan like i don't know why these cowboy fans think that that's anything good when we literally didn't have any any uh uh anyone good in uh Devontae smith played i think the first drive just to break the rookie the franchise rookie record for receptions and then he literally came out the rest of the game yeah <laughs> like so, it's I mean... literally the only one that played yeah, yeah. Uh, so the game I'm foc- I'm focusing on is uh the um, the game in Dallas. Um, it was close. Yeah, it was close in the beginning, and then obviously Dallas just like their defense. I wouldn't say stepped up, but like, I, I, I like what do you think happened in that game? Was the stage too say, big for Hertz? Did the defense just yeah, have a better game plan against him? Like, I don't really know if it's the fact that the Cowboys had a great game plan because. No, well, no, they so, didn't. I feel like um, I would say it's more so that Hertz just wasn't up to par. He wasn't at the time. Also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we had a few guys on our offensive on our starting offense that were hurt that game or didn't play that game. So he didn't really have his full uh, weapons at, at his uh, disposal. But if you look at that team, uh, the first time that they played uh, Dallas this past year and uh, the first game against uh, uh, Dallas this season, I think we're going to be a completely different offense and just a completely different team in general. You know what I mean? Because we're going to have uh, A.J. Brown now. And, I mean, I don't uh, I don't know about you, but I'm guessing that Trevon Diggs is going to probably play on 
AJ Brown the majority of the game. You would probably think that, right? Because he's their top uh, uh, corner. And I don't know about you, dude, but I'm I'm taking AJ Brown over Trevon Diggs like ten per, like By AJ like Brown. 10%. Yeah, is he a receiver? AJ Brown. Yeah, oh, that's, that's against against Diggs. Oh, uh, yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm taking AJ Brown nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, over Trevon Diggs. Hey he's man, fast, Trevon Diggs is the best uh, corner in the game. Stop, Diggs, stop. And then, but like, see, see, like that. That's the thing that we didn't have uh, this past, uh, this past uh, uh, season was that okay? So this past season, our top receiver was Devonte Smith, but then after him. It was like a big gap between him and the next best one on the outside, right? So, like, obviously, uh, Trevon Diggs would probably would uh would be on uh D Smith most of the time this past year, and then obviously, like, he didn't really have anyone else to pass the ball to on the opposite side, right? This year, Devontae Smith is now going to be the second receiver, so he, I think, he's going to actually have a more of a breakout season this year because he's going to be probably going up against the second best corner from each team instead of the first best or like instead of the top one, you know what I mean? So, and uh, Devontae Smith was like, honestly doing pretty good against the top corners from each, from each team. So I'm going to be, I'm very intrigued to see how well he does against the second cornerbacks from each team. And then also, we also have uh, Dallas Goddard, a top O-line. We have Sanders, if he obviously doesn't get hurt the first week, like he always <laughs> does, apparently. So I actually think that our team did surpass him. And that's because I don't even like to, like, you know, toot our own horn because I don't think we'll be, like, a top five, top ten team. But I do think we'll make the playoffs because there's um seven teams that can make, make it now. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure people thought that this past season was crazy. Um, this upcoming season, I think it'll it'll match it. Like, if not, maybe go a little bit above it. But um, just because there's a lot of, like, there's there's a lot of players that switched, like, literally everywhere. Um, some teams that were literally just missing a piece here and there got the pieces they needed in free agency or in the draft um obviously i think uh um you see and i i say that and like the first team for whatever reason that came to mind was um buffalo because i feel like they still need to establish like a running back like i think they have three running backs and neither of them really did much of anything but they drafted uh alvin cook's little brother yeah they well yeah they did that so i mean um he's a running running back yeah so I don't know if they're planning for him to be the week one starter or be a backup or even a third string guy, but um, I don't know. I think the Bills will always be like more of a running back by committee than having like an a superstar running back because they have a uh, Josh Allen. So it's gonna be hard to like feed the uh, one running back the whole game. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like I, I feel like that's one thing that lacked in their offense a little bit because that put like what. The, this season they they won one lost one won one lost one like pretty much for like what five six seven weeks straight and i feel yeah. like if they had like not necessarily even like a very good running back but just something established they probably could have won at least another one of those games and um i, I know in the shootout with kansas city they didn't use the run game <laughs> either team because you know both teams didn't really have anyone but um well, dude, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And those two offenses were 
those two quarterbacks were fucking phenomenal that game. So that was one of the best games of the season for sure, dude. Yeah, and then, and then the Chiefs go and lose it to Cincinnati. But um, I do you think Schmidt Schuster is enough to fill in the void of Tyreek Hill? I mean, I know they added a MVS from Green Bay to fill in the you know speedster role, whatever. But obviously he's he doesn't compare to you know Hill, but so uh, what do you call it? Um, they actually added this also this undrafted free agent. I mean undrafted uh rookie this past time. I think it was like two or three days ago. His name is Justin Ross. If and you you probably don't um uh know who he is, but he played for Clemson. You should uh if you look up his um stats, they're actually very. He, uh, so I think he came into college. He was a freshman, I think 2019, if I'm not mistaken. And that was the season that they had, uh, uh, T Higgins and, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And I think I mm. forgot who else they had, but they had like, they had a stacked ass office. Right. And, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he was actually, uh, arguably their best receiver that year as a freshman. But the thing that, what do you call it? Uh, brought him down is that he's had uh quite a few uh what do you call it uh injuries and i think one of them i forgot what it was but i think it was something to his neck if i'm not mistaken so that's the that's the main or that's like the top the main uh reason why teams didn't uh draft him but uh coming into uh before he got those uh serious injuries he was actually predicted to be a top uh a top 20 uh pick so if he plays to his actual potential, I think that could be one of the bigger steals in the entire, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in the entire, I guess you could say draft, but it wasn't draft because obviously he was not drafted, but like draft slash uh, undrafted uh, uh, rookie thing or whatever. Like he would have probably really be- Really huge pickup and, in that time period. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we don't know and, what to call it. Yeah. And as I can't talk. Undrafted uh, player. As, I mean, no, but, uh, there's no other way to put it. Put it, I'll, but I, I know what you no, mean. What I would call it, uh, no, but like uh, uh, I was gonna say, uh, especially considering that he has uh, Pat Mahomes as his quarterback, so that'll make it probably uh, that'll make the transition a bit uh, uh, easier and smoother because this guy can like get you. Uh, he'll throw you uh, open. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I actually, I actually think that the Chiefs actually have a more, a bit more of a stacked receiving depth now. Like, cause last year or like the past few times they had uh, Tyreek Hill and like no one else that actually like, like had that much potential. And that's cause they had Pat Mahomes as their quarterback. Like, is it really that hard when you have Patrick Mahomes, one of the top quarterbacks in the league? And then now they have Juju who's actually very good. And he actually played very good with Ben Roethlisberger. Imagine how good he'll be with freaking Pat Mahomes, bro. Who's like yeah. 10 times better than Ben, than Ben Roethlisberger's fucking, uh, uh, corpse in <laughs> Pittsburgh. And, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he also has a MBS who's also good. I think he's actually a, a very underrated if I'm being honest. Cause he yeah, that's really not what you're that. telling me two years ago before we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah but like i was talking about like fantasy wise fantasy wise obviously he's not good oh no like, no well, even then you're still game, telling me he's trash <laughs> yeah because i just like to troll you about your food i think that aaron Rodgers is trash too what do, what do you call it uh uh 
So they have those two guys, and then they have uh, Justin Ross, and then uh, they, and they have, still have Kelsey. Yeah, I was gonna say we can't can't forget about the top tight end in the league, bro. He pretty, he he caught the game winning pass, you know, against the Bills. So also against the Chargers, I don't know how the hell I I still don't get how they let him get that touchdown. Like he caught it was like a little five or ten yard slant, and like he was just bobbing and weaving like, around like around the whole defense. It's like, dude, this guy's. He, he doesn't run a four two, dude. Like catch him. Hey, hey man, like, he's he he's very elusive, you know, very slowly. Maybe maybe that's his game plan. He just he just like evades you extremely slow to the point where you just like slow down yourself or just ignore him until he. He has a lot of grit. He has a lot of grit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 even then, I still don't know how you miss like that tall of a guy. You know? Yeah, he's six four, six five, and. Runs like a four five four six. <laughs> like, there's he's just like running around him. He's not even like running through or like juking. He's just like he literally going just, around. It's, it's like he was like <laughs> jogging or something, like just taking uh, a little stroll and then oh, here we go. <laughs> but, that's funny too because I if they would have uh, actually won that game, the the Chargers if they would have actually won that game, they would have most likely been in the playoffs because that last game against the Raiders that went to. Uh, OT wouldn't mm-hmm. have actually mattered, so it yeah. would have been good if, like, even if they tied or lost, or whatever. So, do you that think kind of like, like real quick? Do you what? think the Chargers would have beaten Cincinnati? Uh, I, um, it's a good question because uh, while Cincinnati did make it to the Super Bowl, I definitely would never uh, doubt. Justin Herbert and uh, Cincinnati kind of caught like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, because let's not forget. I, I mean, like Kansas, uh, Cincinnati did not win that game. Kansas City lost that game. Like, I mean, there's no other way yeah. to put it. Like, I I know they, you know, people can say like, well, they had to play catch up and you know, you know, do all this magic and whatnot. But literally, okay, Kansas City just like. Catch-up. Yeah, but literally all Kansas Just City had to do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But like, I, I just want to emphasize emphasize that that you know Kansas City lost that game. Cincinnati didn't win. I, I mean, that's not that's not like that's not at, like at least that's what I think. Yeah, I'm not discrediting them because they did have to come back. You know, like what was it, twenty one? Yeah, it was like twenty one to seven or I don't know something like that. Yeah, so so they did have to come. They did have to put in the work. But you know, yeah, maybe they just—I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, I think um, Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow will be uh, anytime that they play. It's probably going to most likely be a high-scoring game. So I definitely thought that they had a fighting chance against the Bengals. So, but uh, I think this year we might—we honestly could possibly see. Uh, all four teams from the AFC, what is it, the West, the one that has uh, the Chargers? Yeah, that Chargers, that, that division is going to be yeah, fucking dude. nuts, dude. It's back, it's back, yeah. Dude, honestly, the and entire... Like, and like we were AFC saying about, like, back. fucking the Raiders being dead last or whatever, and then they go out and get, you know, Adams, so now it's like, well, shit. Uh, they go out and get Adams, and uh, I don't know, I don't remember if they drafted anyone good, but what do you call it? Yeah, they have Adams now, and then I was really um, hoping that the rumors about Darren Waller going to the Packers was true because that would make, for sure, that would make the Packers a, like, top four team 100% in the 
NFC. Not in the league, but in the NFC. Yeah. Oh, what do you call it? Uh, the AFC as a whole is going to be stacked, or it, it it's it uh it is stacked already. Like it's going to be insane. The NFC, it's a lot more clear who you like. You already know who the top four teams are going to be. You got obviously the Rams, the Packers, the Buccaneers, and then after that, it's kind of a toss up. I don't think anyone else really. You got the Forty ers but like they don't scare me as much as uh the Packers because obviously they have Aaron Rodgers even though I know people are gonna like clown us and be like oh well Aaron Rodgers can't even beat the 49ers blah blah which is probably (laughs) true he hasn't been able to beat them in the playoffs but what do you call it uh I'm still taking Aaron Rodgers over Trey Lance you know that's just like I'm just not gonna bet against Aaron Rodgers I guess unless he plays the 49ers because they seem to have his number (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in the playoffs mainly. Like I, yeah, I, I don't, well, I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't know, dude. Like, we cl- clearly we had the better team, but I don't dude, know. The, 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 dude, that's that that still blows my mind that Aaron Rodgers is like arguably the greatest talent in QB in uh in NFL history. And he, they didn't score not one freaking touchdown or like passing they got touchdown. No, like they got outscored by by the 49ers special teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> shit. Embarrassing if you're Aaron Rodgers. That definitely puts like um, that definitely puts like a a big hole in like Aaron Rodgers' uh, career when you want to talk about like him being the goat over Tom Brady, like. That just wouldn't happen to Tom Brady. Like, even if, like, even if... Uh, and man, even uh, Tom even Brady admitted team... about the tuck rule. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That he said that it was a, <laughs> it was a fumble. Yeah, I see. But there dude, you go. Like, you don't see uh, Tom Brady ever playing that bad. Like, even if his team, uh, even if his team loses, you don't see him playing that bad. Like Aaron Rodgers, where he's just literally, like... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, teleporting passes to his only good player because obviously, well, to be fair, Tom Brady has never just had one good player where he only has like Rob Gronkowski or whatever, like how it is with Aaron Rodgers. But like Tom Brady knows how to like, uh, he knows how to get the ball to every single person on the team. It could be like your third string fullback, and he'll get the ball to him somehow. Honestly, like Aaron Rodgers I- just seems to like just like teleport to like. Devonte Adams every time it's weird. Yeah, uh, that's like one thing that I sort of like didn't like these past few years. Obviously, you know, try to get the ball to your best player, but like I feel that kind of diminished our offense in ter- in terms of explosiveness because obviously Adams is explosive, but like you know, like how he was against that game against the 49ers, he was in a way, well, yeah, he was shut down, and literally our other receivers were open, you know. Yeah, like, like, they were putting two or three guys on him the whole game against 49ers, and he still kept trying to force it to him. Yeah, like, like just get it to Aaron Jones. You know, like he can literally catch. At, he's like one of the better uh, uh, receiving halfbacks. Like, what the heck? Like, just get it to your. Like, he's not the only guy you had. Yeah, like, uh, like, um, what I kind of miss was like how it used to be when I started watching football, where they were. <laughs> Um, this was kind of like a weakness and they kind of corrected it over the years into what it is now, or I guess was, um, where pretty much every play was like four verticals, you know, and they just have like five receivers just go fucking down and whoever catches it, catches it. 
Aaron Rodgers playing Madden or what? Pretty much. I mean, that's that's what it was. Um, the year after we won the Super Bowl, we went 15 and one when our defense was like dead last. <laughs> um, I I was watching. Your defense was dead last. Y'all went 15 and one. Oh well, yeah, because every game was a shootout. <laughs> uh it's impressive actually to go 15 and one and your defense being dead last yeah like i don't how know if we were like dead last huh how far did y'all go that year did y'all go to the super bowl the um, year after we won yeah because the well the season that y'all went 15 and one now we lost to the giants oh that's the year that the, so it was 2011 yeah the giants won against the patriots again right yeah that's when green bay decided to rest everybody for like three weeks and when we came back they were like rust rusty as shit just like my voice right there <sighs> crusty dude crusty crusty ass <laughs> like i think the only guy who actually needed rest was charles woodson but he's old already yeah and and even then he still proved he could have played another he played until what 2015 16 but apparently our probably like 14 15 I can't remember. He he played for a a decent amount of years left with the Raiders. I think he played for three years after uh, our front office thought he was too old, um, and he proved them wrong. He made <laughs> um, it to the Hall of Fame, isn't he already? Yeah. So well, it had to have been five been years. It was last year, I think he made it in. So twenty one. He retired. Oh yeah, he did retire twenty sixteen. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he like he played for a good while again. Um, and he was a starter too. Years since he got drafted in what ninety eight, the same year as Pay Manning. Yeah, he he retired two years after Manning. Yeah, something That's like pretty that. Impressive yeah. because uh, defensive players don't usually last that long. Yeah, so obviously it's actually easier to last that long to last fifteen plus um, seasons as a quarterback because you still don't get hit as much as like safeties would do because obviously safeties are the ones that do the hitting. But I guess that makes sense because uh, Charles Woodson was kind of like a big um, hitter, but he was a corner, and the corners usually aren't like big. They're not like big-time uh, uh, hitters, you know what I mean? Like he was more of a uh, ball hawk. Yeah. Charles Woodson. It's not like fucking uh, Ed Reed who would hit the crap out of everyone or Trey Polamalu too. <laughs> like those guys, those guys' uh, lifespan in the uh, NFL was not as good because obviously they – obviously uh hit the crap out of everyone yeah i mean i, I do kind of miss that i mean i think i think that i saw like a fucking meme that kids nowadays only know troy palomalu as the the head and shoulders guy oh <laughs> yeah the, yeah That's is it head and shoulders yeah yeah the head and, shoulders, uh, <laughs> and, and i'm like shit dude like fucking obviously like growing up i didn't really watch football until i was in high school but i remember him because of his hair and i just remember him always hitting the shit out of fucking people oh yeah bro it was was so it was crazy i think the more impressive thing was not uh the big hits he did but like the uh crucial uh tackles that he would uh uh time perfectly like he would be oh, like yeah. in the he would be like in the in the what do you call it in the middle of the defensive line and then he would like he would like get a fucking head start before they would even snap the ball and then as soon as he would jump the ball snapped and he's already in midair making a tackle like dude, that, dude that's crazy, like in, Ma- crazy, in fucking madden the highest stat is like 99 i feel like his awareness was like at least at like 120 like at all times Probably more, bro. He's like a damn fucking cat. A yeah. 
Like, and that's kind of what I do miss, like, that era of defense. Like, there's a lot of heavy hitters. And obviously now, like, it's more of, like, us speedsters. But, like, part of me kind of does miss, like, that old, like, hard-hitting style. And obviously, they, you know, the league is more soft now. So, you know, it's harder to see those guys, you know, yeah, not necessarily succeed. Because they, they obviously can still succeed. But, um, you know... I feel like it's not as there's not as m- many hard hits as there used to be. Yeah, and I feel that that's there not necessarily. I feel like the, that's not necessarily like the players' fault either, because I'm pretty sure a lot of those guys. Huh? It's actually like not a bad thing. Oh no, I, I, I'm not saying like I don't want to see like you know people injuries. getting the fucking you know head knocked in every head fucking play, but it. like. Um, Ask Antonio Brown, dude. Antonio oh Brown, he got, he got hit by perfect. He have he has he hasn't been the same since, bro. That CTE kicked in for him. <laughs> Fucking Brown, dude. Oh my god, uh, that's that's crazy. Actually, one thing that we haven't talked about that uh, we were talking about last night, Augustine. I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to actually go into depth about it. Uh, is the whole Ryan Tannehill thing because obviously <laughs> you know how the Titans drafted uh Malik Willis with the third round pick with the yeah. third round pick and uh. This is what Ryan Tannehill actually said. Look, I have it right here. So he said, um, I don't think it's my job to mentor Malik. We're uh, we're, we're competing <laughs> against each other. We're watching the same tape. If he learns from me along the way, then that's a great thing. But let me be the first to say, uh, obviously, I'm probably not, not the... Uh, I'm probably not the first in general, but like maybe the first to say here on the podcast that uh, I think it'll be a good thing if he doesn't learn anything from Ryan Tannehill because then he would learn how to throw three interceptions. And you know, back to back to back. Playoff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I also, I, uh, I like, I like 5% agree, but I heavily disagree with the whole statement because uh what do you call it? Uh, last night you were saying how what do you call it? Like uh, you understand where he's coming from because uh, it's not his job. Blah blah. Okay, that's fine. But also at the end of the day, like if you say something like this, I feel like that makes you look insecure and like that you're scared that he's gonna take your job. Don't, don't you think? Yeah, like and and like the whole thing about like being on a team is that you're a team player obviously like um the guy behind you is always gunning for your job you know that's just natural especially in like sports you know because everyone wants to be the starter or even like the main guy and obviously the quarterback is the most looked at position yeah but i feel like there might be a lot of quarterbacks that you know probably feel that way like yeah it's not my job but they're not going to ever publicly say that because what their job is to do is to make the team better and that also means you know your backup even even if like you're not necessarily a fan of wanting to mentor someone um that's in a hardcore you know roundabout way it kind of is um obviously you don't have to like necessarily take time away to actually do it but like how he said like if he learns um over time from me then obviously you know that's great whatever but i think how we both agree that like it's better if he doesn't learn jack shit from him from tiny hill um yeah so i mean in a way might be a, a blessing if he doesn't teach him anything um but then again like um there have been players who you know may not be necessarily good on the play f- playing field but they're good in like you know um 
teaching practice yeah oh practice too but like you know teaching and helping develop you know off the field you know um yeah and that's not to say like every player is good at that you know i'm just saying that sometimes that's just how it happens you know um because there's been former players that have like washed out of the nfl and they end up with coaching jobs like as assistant coaches or like you know running back coach line you know the whole list and they've been able to hold a coaching job in some way or form for like you know forever so you know yeah okay so what do you call it uh, but going back to Tannehill. Uh, oh go ahead no i was i was gonna say uh i'm gonna read this um tweet out by lashawn mccoy and then i'm gonna go more into detail about what, what i think about it because he obviously said something about Tannehill. he puts uh if you don't want to, if you don't want to mentor, I get it, but don't call yourself a good teammate. If anything <laughs> happens to you and he needs to, re- and he needs to replace you, let's pray he is prepared. Winning is the only stat that matters if you are a good teammate, which is actually kind of like actually a perfect uh, uh, scenario to put out. Like, let's say uh, God willingly, this does not. Uh, uh, happen but uh let's say that uh uh Tannehill gets hurt or whatever and like he's out for the whole season or whatever and uh Willis has to play in place for him like if he didn't teach him any or like if he if he uh uh actually thinks that like wouldn't he want uh the guy that's gonna take his position for that uh uh season to be just as good or just as prepared as he would be so his team can win yeah you know what i mean because like obviously it's like this guy said like the most important thing when you're on a uh when you're on a team like and like in the nfl is to win games so obviously you always want want to put your team in the best position to succeed if you can uh uh mentor your your backups to be just as good as you or if not uh if not better then obviously that will give you the best uh opportunity to succeed and uh also uh ryan Tannehill is also not good so <laughs> let's hope he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> help him out dude god damn yeah, like that's just like i just think that uh because like the thing uh it happened with um uh your boy as well back in what 2019 2020 when you guys drafted uh jordan love yeah 2020 and, draft uh i think um rogers was more upset that they drafted him uh because of the situation like how like obviously he wasn't uh he wasn't even uh thinking about leaving the team or or retiring or whatever uh just yet or whatever so that's probably why he got bad and then i think what makes him more fucked up in that situation is that you guys got him in the first round which makes no sense and we traded up to get him wide receiver yeah like with this whole thing with uh with uh fucking what's his name uh uh, no uh willis like he got drafted in the freaking third round bro and like they also got you some help in the first round when they traded up or traded uh obviously they traded their best receiver but they also got one of the top receivers in the draft because this guy is uh his name is uh Traylon Burks. Trey uh, can we say Traylon Burks. Burks. Yeah, and he's like six four, six five, and he's pretty damn good to be honest with you. So like, um, they drafted uh AJ Brown's replacement, and uh I don't think anyone expected or expects uh 
uh, Willis to actually play this whole uh, uh, season. He's probably going to sit out for like one or two, uh, one or two seasons be- before he actually gets his uh, fair chance to be the the starter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, Tannehill is like Tannehill is like thirty three, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're not going to be on the team forever, bro. And like, you got to be able to like like mentor the guy so he could be good you know what i mean like don't, don't like fucking like i mean i guess uh with malik willis watching this guy he'll know what not to do on, on in the game bro so yeah so maybe it's a blessing in disguise sense. and the yeah. team knows what what they were doing the, whole, the entire fucking time <laughs> yeah true but um and yeah, we talked about the nfl for like a straight fucking hour dude yeah which, which is not is a, a, it's actually a bad thing not a not a bad thing yeah but uh i want to talk about the nba a bit yeah i mean um did you want to talk about like the all the games or just uh your heat and how they're (laughs) i'll just go into uh like well obviously i want to talk about the heat first well first uh, let's let's get let's get like the real quick one out of the way uh poor mavs already down too oh my god stop bro that's why i said quick that's not even that's not even like a good like topic because like the Mavericks don't have anyone else except Luca. Like, yeah, you have Brunson. You probably don't even know these guys, obviously. But like, they have <laughs> Jaden Brunson, who's good. But uh, uh, yeah, the I think the Suns, um, the Suns' game plan is to let uh Luca Doncic uh go off and score as much as he wants and do whatever he wants. But they're gonna shut down the rest of the team. And then uh, what that does is actually a perfect example is uh this past game which was last night uh uh Doncic went off the whole game or whatever and then in the fourth quarter he just got like straight up bullied by Chris Paul and like every Suns offensive player on offense they were just like targeting and targeting and targeting uh Luka Doncic because he was like tired as hell because he obviously was carrying the whole team on his back the first three quarters right so when you do that you're obviously going to be gassed the last 12 minutes of the game right so he it was they they got to get him some help dude they got to get like freaking i don't know like rudy gobert or something because dude <laughs> they i don't know man i really want wanted wanted, wanted to see a, a uh, competitive um series in that one but it's gonna be tough man yeah i mean awesome. oh well but like now on to uh <laughs> what you actually wanted to talk about nba wise I just wanted to laugh at the Sixers fans because it's like oh, yeah, said, go uh, off. <laughs> I just wanted to like laugh at them because it's funny how like I'm an Eagles fan, which is in Philadelphia, but I about what do you call it for the NBA? I'm a Miami Heat fan because I I just love that freaking team since like I don't know like 05, 06 or whatever. So what do you call it? Uh, we're playing the Sixers right now and we're up two zero and I get the whole thing that like Joel Embiid is not there and that's and like these Sixers fans really think that like if they had Joel Embiid and that they had a healthy roster that they would beat the Heat in five games but that makes no sense because like if your team was that good even uh you know what to call it if your team is that good with Joel Embiid wouldn't your team be at least like a like uh, a bit more competitive without him is that how it works, Augustine? Like, if your team is good in, uh, if your if your team is good in general, then they're probably gonna be good without their best player. Like, they won't be as good, but they'll still be very competitive. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, 
uh, the Heat this year without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, which is our two top guys. It's like not even up for debate. Those are our top two guys. Without them, we actually have a winning. Uh, we have a winning record without them this year, which is pretty impressive considering that uh, the Sixers without Embiid, I think, are like six and ten. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, like when he doesn't play, that's obviously a big thing. But like. And, like, also, this isn't, like, the uh, NFL where one great guy can uh, can propel you, like, to the top or whatever. Because, like, obviously, if you have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you're, you're uh, what do you call it, uh, you're more likely than not going, going to be a top team. But in the NBA, you kind of need a more complete team. Like, it's not just, like, oh, okay, well, we have Joel Embiid, who's the top or who is arguably the top center in the entire uh, uh, NBA, but they're still the four seed with him playing the majority of the games. He played 68 games out of 82, and they also had James Harden for half the season, and they're the four seed, bro, while the Heat are the first seed, and we didn't have uh, uh, most of our guys the entire season. <laughs> like, dude, I don't know, bro. I don't want to hear none of that bullshit. Plus, um, <laughs> last week's uh, podcast when we had uh, – uh Jordan on here. I'm pretty sure me and him both said that the Heat were gonna win in five or six uh in five or six games. And this was before we uh this was before we found out that uh and Bede was not gonna play the first two games or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously that freaking shows how much we had confidence in the Heat to beat this Sixers team. I like, do I don't know about you, Augustine, but there's a reason why a team gets the first seed in the fucking conference. Like, dude, I think the only two teams that would compete against us is the Celtics and the Bucks, who are competing against each other right now. And Giannis is probably the best player in the entire um, in the entire NBA, and they might possibly lose to the Celtics. So obviously, just having the better guy between both teams doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're like automatically going to like fucking uh uh win the seven game series. Which by the way, uh I don't know how um how do I say it? Uh I don't know how many people would uh agree with this uh statement or um opinion if you will, but uh I think that having a top three center in the league isn't as um it's not as uh, how how do I say it? Uh, you won't like you won't be as good with a top three uh, center or power forward as you would be if you have a top three guard uh, or small forward because obviously like if you look at the top five uh, players in the league right now it would be um, well at least this uh, uh, season it would be uh, in no particular uh, order, it would be Curry, Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Jokic, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Those would be the top five guys, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, two of those guys are centers, which is uh, Joel Embiid and Jokic. And if you look at those two teams, they're probably not ever go- going to win a championship because they have the top. Uh, center in the league or like they have two of the top centers in the league but then you have guys like kd he's one of the best uh uh forwards in the game 
he has two championships. Uh, Giannis is a small forward slash power forward, depending on what you want to see him as. But I would uh, I would classify him more as a small forward. He also has a uh, uh, championship. And then you got guys like Steph Curry, Kyrie, that are uh, point guards. And they also have multiple, if not one, uh, if not one championship. So I think that you need a top uh, top five at minimum uh, player for one of those positions to be able to go deep into the playoffs. We have uh, a top small forward in uh, Jimmy Butler, but I think that those positions are more crucial and more important to a team than having a top center like the Sixers do. That's what I think. That's my take on that, and that is why we are beating them 2-0. It's not because, oh, Joel Embiid is out, blah, blah, because I still think that this would be the same outcome even if they had uh, Joel Embiid because I just don't see really anyone beating us at Miami because we're just that good. Really. But, yeah, that's my take on that. I mean, I feel like I kind of went off. I kind of went off on them, bro. I mean, that's what the platform's for. So is, you right? can literally do it whatever is, the fuck like, we want, you know? Yeah, okay, look. So because I kind of want to read out the tweets. Like, okay. No, where is it? Where is it? Okay, so it started with this. It says right here. It says right here. Okay, look. This is a guy. This is a Sixers fan, by the way. This is funny as hell, okay? This guy puts the single. Ah. Oh, had to get some saliva. The <laughs> single most infuriating and frustrating part about the Joel Embiid injury is that the Miami Heat are the least intimidating team left in the playoffs. You mean you mean we're supposed to be afraid of a team that gives Gabe Vis uh, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess meaningful playoff minutes? Yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Gabe Vincent and uh, Max Struess are our starting guards which is kind of funny because um well gabe vincent is starting because uh kyle lowry i, I don't know if you know who that is i was thinking but he's our starting uh, point point guard mm-hmm. he's the one that uh won the champ- championship with uh Kawhi when he was with the raptors he, he was there for like i think 10 plus uh uh seasons so he's like he's for sure going to be a a, ho- a a hall of famer in my opinion at uh he should be at least or whatever but what do you call it uh, he's our starting point guard and he's been hurt but he should be back for tomorrow or game four but what do you call it uh he he's been out so gabe vincent has been in uh in place for him and by the way dude these two guys have absolutely gone off uh uh this year every chance they got against the sixers like they li- literally go off against them i'm pretty sure they both average around 20 plus points against them <laughs> and then and then and then this guy puts now that you mention them as a as a Sixers fan, I would I would kill for Gabe Vincent and or Max Struess off the bench for the Sixers. Sixers have the best player of the two teams, the better top four, but the Heat are are so much deeper, and that's the difference right now. And by the way, I disagree because I literally commented back and I put I put ha ha ha. Sixers do not have the the better four. Give me Lowry, Butler, Hero, and Bam over Embiid, Harris, Maxi, and Harden. The Heat players actually know how to play defense. That's why they're winning. And clearly, it doesn't matter if you have the best player between both teams. And then this guy puts, LOL, okay. I don't agree, but it's all good. Everyone's got their own opinions. I I, I prefer the Sixers for, regardless, the Heat are winning because they are a much 
deeper team, which is what I literally said. Also, it would matter if said best player between both teams was actually playing, which is not true because um, I remember the first round when we played against the Hawks, everybody was saying that the Hawks have the best player between both teams, which is uh, Trey Young, their point guard. And we beat them in five games and we literally shut down Trey Young. He was averaging 28 points per game or close to like 30 points per game in the regular season. And he only averaged like 15 points per game in the first round against us. And he also had more turnovers than he had made baskets. So that tells you how good our defense is, bro. Like we literally have a top four defense in the league. So yeah, that's our uh, sex segment for now of uh, making fun of these stupid ass uh, Sixers fans. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about, Augustine? Uh, nah, I mean we pretty we went off pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, that was actually pretty good. I like this one. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll try and be back next week. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk I about am. next week. Um, we'll more NBA, about more, about more NBA, yeah, because it's still going on. But also, I'm probably gonna. So for that, I don't know if you prefer me because uh, I kind of uh, remember how I uh, mentioned that last night. How I wanted to start doing like uh, segments on YouTube, like after the games or like before um, the next uh, playoff uh, series, which would be uh, the conference, yeah. um, the conference, uh, conference finals, where I just like go on like um, a, uh, what would you call it? I guess I like give my takeaways and uh, predictions on YouTube. Yeah. Where it could be like 10 to 20, uh, 10 to 20 minutes or however long it is but uh obviously it w- won't be as long as our podcast is because our podcast is always like one hour plus or whatever so it won't be that long but like uh i'm probably gonna start posting them uh after games and stuff talking about it on our youtube channel so we'll probably be posting those uh, so stay tuned for that probably starting sometime this week if not next week oh yeah however you want to do it go for it man yeah. But uh, if you want to go ahead and give our socials, yeah, our socials are gonna be uh, for Instagram. It's official double A show, official double A show, and then uh, for TikTok, it's the double A show, T H E E double A show. And yeah, just follow us on that. I always post now. I I think I haven't posted in like three or four days, but I'm probably gonna post either tomorrow, starting tomorrow, if we win or if we lose. I don't really care. But it depends <laughs> how I feel. Like. It depends if the game like was actually competitive. If it was a blowout, then there's not really much to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, if um, depending on how the games go in the next few days, I'll probably start posting on YouTube as well as obviously still TikTok and Instagram. But yeah, that's gonna be it for today, guys. All right. So one sec. Oh shit. <laughs> happened? No, it's all good. Uh, so yeah, we'll go ahead and see you guys next week. All right. Peace.